the game rewards those who go about it the right way. snoop hairs off my hat <laughs> welcome back uh to another episode of champion school champion school where we're breaking down all kinds of leadership character uh the real stuff the good stuff uh i am joined once again by austin byler my name is ray mcintyre bzb how you doing i'm doing good man it's uh officially the second day of fall starbucks drinks i believe so we got a nice pumpkin spice latte this morning did and, you commit uh, the day, the day is off to a great start, man. The latte was phenomenal. It was very pumpkin-y, and I am happy about that. It was good. good. Question for you. I was talking to Eve about this. When is it too, When is it early enough or on time to listen to Christmas music? When is the right time? Anytime. But October. Okay. October. October 1 is okay. Send October it. October 1 is okay. Yeah. I, I committed to, I said September 1, we're good, and she about lost her mind. <laughs> <laughs> What's her take? What's Eve's take? She loves Christmas. She's all about it. But I mean, she, I think she's an after Halloween person too. She's like, November is okay. But Uh, I skip Halloween. I'm not a big Halloween fan now that the candy doesn't apply to me, you know? Christmas in July, brother. This is where we're starting, (laughs) you know? I love Uh, it. Anyways, man, what's new? What's new in the world of MLU? Uh, I know we've gotten some locked in some cool stuff. So uh, let the people know what's going on. Yeah, a couple of really cool updates. Uh, the first one, working with our first entire high school program. Uh, it'll be with uh, Willow Canyon High School out here in the West Valley of Arizona. Shout out. Uh, shout out. Should be hip, should be hip. Let's go. Hit the button. <laughs> but, uh, we're working with them now with all their sports. So once a month, we'll be going in there on a Monday and all their teams are going to be cycling through. And, and I thought it was something interesting. And before, right, you kind of get some nerves because you care a little bit and you want to be there and you like it. And something new. And I'm wondering to myself, how do you handle a football team of a bunch of 16 to 18 year old high school dudes? And then the next group is a bunch of cheer, women's volleyball and women's soccer. How do you go from one to the other? And so it was a really good learning experience the other day, uh, being able to just uh, uh, handle those different situations, having different age groups, different teams, different backgrounds um, and different people coming through the rooms and, and finding ways to relate, to apply what we're trying to teach directly to them so that they get the most out of it. So that was really interesting. And then um, shout out to Paradise Valley Community College. Now we're going to be getting rolling with them here in September. We're going to be doing baseball and softball there. Fired up about that. Um, uh, Christina Hunley, the athletic director there, has been a, a big proponent of the mental game and just getting something for their athletes to use and to, to apply to help them in further than life. They only get them for a couple of years at junior college level. So it's really cool to see the the progress that I can hopefully have here this year. So we're excited about it, taking care of the Valley here. I love it. Uh, so those are a couple of really good updates, man. I'm fired up. Yeah, there's been some really cool people that have been just jumping on board and 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 diving full on into what we're doing. And it's been really cool to see the support across the sports, really. Like uh, we're starting to expand where we're hoping to bring into uh, the basketball world here shortly, actually. So uh, things are growing and, and looking up and uh, off news. I don't know if you noticed, we don't have the big headphones on today. We are rocking the smaller earbuds 
Uh, we did get a, an Amazon shipment in, so we should be able to do this from moving forward. Coach Byler's hair is looking fantastic for those of you guys that are listening. <laughs> Great haircut by Sports Clips. Yours truly. Let's go. Sports Clips, the best hands down men's haircut place ever. I'm sorry. Barbershops. Eh, not a big fan. <laughs> not like the Sports Clips. I, mean, I want to watch the little sports center while I'm getting my haircut. <laughs> That's right. Uh, last piece of news, uh, personal news. Spartan race. Uh, I've been training. We have Spartan race, October 17th. Uh, my wife and I, we're going to go out and crush it down at big bear, uh, in Southern California, but we are up to 20, 21 minutes of running about two and a half miles. Um, not quite two and a half. Um, who, who am I kidding? But <laughs> you know, two miles and, and, uh, yeah, we're pushing it. So, uh, it should be a, another long day for that today. I know my, my body was aching a little bit yesterday, but there we go, son. Hey, keep trucking forward, baby. That's going to be awesome. What's the uh, what's been the the biggest learning opportunity for you through that? You started training a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, so wild enough, I actually started training a couple months ago, and then COVID pushbacks, and they adjusted the date. It was supposed to be in May, uh, and then this got pushed back all the way to October. So I shut down. And then I had to get back into it. I was up to like an hour 20 running, like legit almost six miles, you know, full, full on running. And, and I had to just reset. So mental, mental mm -hmm. grind, I think is more of like a, Hey, I can do this. I've done it clearly. But you, when you take time off, especially on the running side, like it's hard to get back, you know, like it, two weeks can just wipe away a month and a half of training like that. So, uh, here we go. <laughs> hey, yep, that first 10 minutes is brutal. Once you get through the first 10, you kind of get into a coast, but um, yeah, I don't know. Then you get the ego that creeps in. You're like, I can go a little faster and you start going faster and then you start dying a little more. Um, that's good. I'm excited to see you guys run that. We should have, we should have gotten in there. No ego here, brother. I'm not pushing any pace. I'm just, you know, <laughs> slow and steady consistency. I'm not trying to be a hero. We're just not trying to get hurt. Yeah, uh, there we go. <laughs> anyways, uh, let's kick it off to the good news of the week. Good news of the week. Let me fire it off. Uh, I don't know if you're a big watcher of it, but the Little League World Series has been rocking uh we've posted some videos we got hit with a copyright strike already so we're not gonna show any videos on the little league world series but uh check our twitter page there's some good stuff out there uh what are your thoughts on the little league world series do you like watching the event i love the little league world series i was watching uh yesterday i was watching i think todd frazier's son is with new jersey and they're uh, playing nephew. texas nephew nephew okay nephew and so um, I, was, I was just watching that. It's just fun to see them compete, man. It's fun to see the uh, uh, the young kids. You can really tell with their body language how they feel, which is pretty cool. But you see the passion. Man. You see how excited they are about the game and um, how much they love the game. But I also love the off-the-field the stuff, too, when you see the kids in the outfield running around and talking with the commentators and getting to see A-Rod and different people out there. I mean, it's just a cool event for these kids. So I think it's an awesome thing that they're doing, right? And I think it's a lot of fun to watch and. There's some good baseball, man. Some really good baseball. A lot of talent in the world. Let me let me fire the first trap question of the day at you. Uh, what is your thought on pitchers high fiving kids that hit home runs off them? Never. Don't you dare. <laughs> Never. Come on, man. What are we doing? We're gonna get here? some like, backlash for your response on that. I promise. Oh you. <laughs> man, we can't please everyone. But hey, here's the thing: if you give up a bomb, you can you can show some cred, right? You can be like, hey, that's a nice swing. 
but don't go give him a high five after hitting a home run off you. I don't care how old you are. Come on. Competitors. What are we doing here? We're all about sportsmanship here at Major League University. Trust me, that all of our camps, anybody knows that. But I don't know if I can I can vouch for the high five and somebody that hit a tater off you either. Dude. Yeah, I'm with I you. Mean, dude, just, how are you feeling after you give up a tank? I, in the dumps, but I'm not showing it. You know, I'm, yeah, we're, yeah. the idea is just be even keel, right? But uh, not pumped up. For sure not pumped up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not jacked on that guy for hitting a homer. Come on, man. Yeah, it's in, I don't know. It's incredible. <laughs> Anyways, Little League World Series, check it out. Shout out to uh, Team Hawaii, by the way. I'm pretty sure that's mm. the best Little League team I've ever seen. Uh, you can quote me on that. And we're going to clip this because in two weeks when they win the thing or a week, uh, yeah, we'll have it. So, uh, number two, uh, NFT submission contest for you guys that don't know NFTs are, I don't even want to get into it, but I put out a video today that I'm recording this contest goes live until the first. If you haven't seen it, go to my personal Twitter page. We need to pump this. I got a chance to win a Tesla. What do you got? Uh, dude, I want the Tesla. So I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> pumping it. Cause if you get the Tesla, that means I at least get to drive him the Tesla. So, uh, Pump it out, baby. Go support it. NFTs, the future. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And hey, if I do win this thing, trust me, there's going to be a lot of eyes on Major League University. So I think uh, it's going to be a good thing for everybody. Uh, moving on, this week's then. This week's in, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit. You weren't there yesterday, uh, two days ago, excuse me, Leadership Academy. Uh, we got into what's called a hero's journey. Have you ever heard about the hero's journey? Uh, I don't think so. I've heard of the hero hardship and uh, highlight exercise by like Dabo Sweeney and what they do at Clemson. Mm-hmm. I've done that exercise, really cool exercise, but I don't, I don't think it's the same. So hero's journey. We talked about it. Basically, the idea is all these stories of heroes are just 10,000 guys in, you know, wearing different masks, right? It's the same type of story. Now, let me lay it out for you. Always starts at the start. Then there's this preparation phase. You go into this call to adventure, right? You're called. Uh, and then you cross over into like this challenging hard part. And you go, you get into the road of challenges. You find your way out of it. You start to make this magical return. And then you're kind of cycling back uh, into a new life, right? And then, hey, we're back to the start. We're back to the start, but we're changed. We're changed people. We'd like to talk about this yesterday. I brought this up with the guys because I I was saying there are so many different points in your life, right, where we look at, we'll say, a hardship, and that feels like the end of the line, right? Like I, I put all my time into baseball. I just got cut from my team. And, like, that was the end of it. But I, I explained to our, our Leadership Academy, let's start to look at our life in this hero's journey cycle, right? Like, it's not an end the line when I'm down at the bottom. It's really just the swing phase before I start that come up and make this amazing return, right? This hero's mm-hmm. return, and I come into this new person. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, if first time you've heard it, uh, is something you could apply or, or anybody could apply in their life? Yeah, I think it's huge. I love the idea of like kind of like a hero's journey too of what they go through to become a hero. You know, it doesn't happen overnight, one, and it doesn't happen without adversity too. 
So I think it's a great exercise. I think it opens your eyes to a lot of different things. And I'm a big fan of analogies because it helps me just relate it. I, you know, I kind of see it in my mind a little better. I, I get a better picture of what that experience might be doing. So, and then relating it to yourself. So I think just going through some sort of a hardship in your life is going to help you propel you to become your own hero in whatever way that might be. And even if that's just being the best version of you every single day. And I love the exercise, man. How did it go for the kids? How did they, how did they respond to it? <clears throat> they liked it. I think they liked it. It was, it was interesting um, because I, I told them, Hey, I want you to pick your own hero. And, and at first um, pretty open, right? Like superhero. We had uh, a couple of the Batman two two people picked back Batman. We had uh, the Hulk. And then we had a bunch of like real life heroes. We had uh, Dustin Pedroia. We had a Shohei nice. Otani, like awesome. Right. Like, and that's this new era of, of culture. And then, um, you know, when you start putting it in the real world terms, um, and, and giving them some usable tools like that, you know, I think they dove into it pretty good and, uh, they're excited for the next couple of weeks that maybe more excited because they don't have uh, the head teacher in town, you know, they, they got, they got to hang with the sub, <laughs> the <but> substitute. <laughs> that's me. Substitute right. teacher. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Anyways, that's right. That. So, uh, yeah, it's been awesome. And, uh, yeah, moving forward. Today, we have a, a really cool interview. Uh, this is one of our very close friends. Um, he was a left-handed pitcher for us when we were at the University of Nevada, uh, and he has really risen up through the coaching ranks. Uh, he was at Delta Junior College and most recently, currently, at the University of San Francisco, um, where he's the pitching coach. Uh, coach Matt Keplinger, uh, a, a good friend. He really goes into uh, – that car analogy, right. Um, with, uh, him and coach G down there at USF, uh, confidence, aggressiveness, relaxation. And, and when he goes into it, uh, it's something you can really take with your teams. Um, what'd you think about this interview? Yeah, it was an awesome interview, man. It was super down to earth and just seeing kept the Wolfpack fam, baby, let's go. Shouts the alumni, out. Shout out to the Wolfpack. It's just so much fun to see people's journeys. And that's the thing that I love the most about our podcast and about listening to other podcasts is hearing people's journeys and how it was never that easy. And for him going to Delta, I believe he said for eight years and then going on to San Francisco to get that opportunity. I mean, he worked his tail off and learned so much, but it's about the journey, right? It's not about the end destination. And so I think a beautiful thing about this podcast is just listening into how beautiful the journey can be for all of us. Mm -hmm. And if we yep. see it that way. And so for him, I remember asking him a question at the end, I'm not going to give it away, but uh, I, maybe I will give it away. Right. I asked him, Hey, wh what is, what is that one thing that you want to accomplish in the future? You know, like, where do you want to see yourself 10, 15, 20 years? And he said, look, I'm exactly where I want to be right now. And he was so, so into the present moment and so invested in what he's doing at the University of San Francisco and seeing how that culture is transformational with those athletes. And they do things a little outside the box. They really prioritize mental training, leadership development and character development. Coach G does an incredible job spearheading that there with that university. It's awesome to see that. So for me, I think if you're a coach out there listening to this, um, remembering why you're doing what you're doing. And, and, and remembering that it's more than just this, it's more than the stats, it's more than the results. It's about transforming these kids' lives for those couple of years that you have them under your care. So that was something that stuck out to me, Ray. It was really cool to hear that from Cap and uh, seeing his progress over the years, man. It's been awesome to watch. Well, we hope you guys enjoy the video. See you in a sec.
What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Champion School Podcast. I'm Austin Bother. There is Ray McIntyre to my right, maybe left on your screen. And then we have our special guest, University of San Francisco's pitching coach, Matt Keplinger, former Wolfpack. Shout out. Let's go, baby. Go Wolfpack. Yeah, yeah. Um, and go Dons, too. We got to rock, rock with the Dons, baby. No doubt. Uh, Kep, how are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We're excited. We're stoked. We've been looking forward to this for a while and um, we're super excited to kind of just chat with you here today. And um, before we get rolling, I want to mention seven week old baby. So how does that change? So, so we got to get into this a little bit. How does yeah. that change? How's it changed you having a baby? Because we man, just had Cam on here. So we got to yeah, hear from you now. No, it's, it's hard to kind of put it into words, right? I, I can hear her crying in the background, right? So like that's right where my attention goes now. Um uh, <laughs> But it's, it's the most rewarding experience so far. Um, and I mean, you're just, your, your purpose in life immediately changes. Um, and I think it's just going to make me a better person, a better coach. Um, and Yemisi, my fiance, is just a rock star to see women, the, what they go through. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> just a new profound respect for that. So it's been great, man. Every piece of it. That is so awesome. That's what I've heard. It's like you you have your your typical respect for women, right? And then you see that them go through that and you're like, poof, this yeah. is through the roof. Like you are a warrior. You are a special kind. Like good for you. It's amazing. I wish, man, if if we had a guys with that kind of toughness every day, <laughs> we'd be really good. <laughs> yeah. How can I recruit this? Is there anything in, this, right. uh, in the recruiting packet on this? Uh, I love it, man. Well, let's get into a little bit of your story, man. I know we have a lot of uh, listeners who I'm, I'm sure either are familiar with you or haven't met you before. And I'm um, just kind of give us a little bit of your story, your playing background, coaching background, how you've kind of gotten to where you are today at the University of San Francisco. Yeah, for sure. Um, so played five years at the University of Nevada. Um, it was uh, an amazing experience. It was one of those that it prepared me for life. Like my baseball trajectory itself was, was definitely not a smooth one by any means. Um, but I'm, I'm really thankful for how that all played out. It's, it's made me a better person. Um, Coach Powers pushed us all to the limits. And again, he prepared us for things in life we didn't even know were, were coming ahead. Um, and then uh, from there, I played for a year in Germany. Um, you know, I felt like right at the end, I, I still had a little bit left in the tank and really wanted to go see the world. Um, you know, as student athletes, you don't really have that opportunity to go study abroad. Um, so that was part of the perspective I, I wanted to take with that and got to immerse myself in that culture for almost a year. Um, and then that's probably where I found my, my passion for coaching. Um, before I headed out there to train, I went back to my high school and started helping out there. And then a big, big part of what we did in Germany was coach. We coached our youth programs and we helped coach our own team. Um, and then when I came home, I didn't know what I wanted to do, man. You know, I was doing interviews with uh, startup companies here in the city and um, all my friends were living out here and just kind of like, no, this, this isn't for me. Um, and fortunately enough, uh, coach Peters at Delta gave me an opportunity to, to come over and, and just start volunteering, you know, kind of one of the first things he said was, you know, Hey, we don't have any money for you right now, but we'd love to, to have you around. And then it just started kind of taking off from there. Um, you know, I, I just, I fell in love with it. I, I went back to school, uh, got my master's in Kinesis, So I was able to start teaching classes there. Um, spent seven un amazing years, there at Delta, 
Um, and then the opportunity at USF presented itself in the summer of 2019. And I was ready for some growth and some change. And, you know, I cannot be surrounded by a better group of mentors here at USF to, to push me into those, those new areas out of that comfort zone. And, and here we are today. Oh, it's so cool to hear the different backgrounds. I had no idea that you went out to Germany, which is really, really cool. What was the, like, what were the differences in, I guess, the culture and baseball in Germany versus baseball in the United States? Yeah, very passionate people about baseball out there. Very. So for my experience specifically, I lived in this little farm town called Doran. Like you probably couldn't find it on a map um, up north near Hamburg. And this is a baseball community. We were the Doran wild farmers. Like we rode our bikes everywhere, a little village of a thousand people. Um, And the leagues are set up like soccer. So your, your club, if they have funds, they, they have some different amenities and different players. Um, And, and that's how it works. And you play relegation. It's a fun atmosphere. Um, But we lived in a, in our little village, like we had a little field of dreams. Our outfield was, was corn. So it was, it was cool, man. It was really cool. That is incredible. Uh, from all over the world playing, all of, you know, countries from everywhere, a lot of Americans going out there. Um, so it's great, man. Like you bump into people that you played with years ago, like, hey, what are you doing out here? So <laughs> yeah. it's fun. So cool. I love seeing the different places that baseball can take people and just sports in general, whether it's coaching or playing and just getting that opportunity to go out to a new country, experiencing something new in those little farm towns. I can only imagine the passion in that town behind the sports. It's like, that's your big league club. Like that's the New York Yankees um, for that small town out there. Um, I love that, man. Um, What if, I guess for me, and then I'll kick it off to you, Ray, is kind of what have you learned through the going through the junior college process at Delta, one of the best junior colleges, one of the best colleges, colleges really for baseball in the United States. They're incredible every year. They have so many dudes coming out of there and then getting to go right across the way over there to San Francisco, learning from some amazing coaches who have been there for a while. You guys are big on the mindset, leadership and character. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, But what have some of maybe the similarities and the differences just between the couple levels you've been at and some of the things you've learned through the junior college process that have prepared you for uh, the division one level? Yeah. You know, I think junior college, um, it's, it's a great route to get on the field, to increase some physicality. Um, but for me, like it was such a development driven area, but more between the lines, uh, which was fantastic, right? We all need to know how to do those things and have that kind of passion. Um, but then I think coming to USF, the biggest adjustment is, is really the mental game. Um, mm. Because the separation on the field against your opponents is so small from a physical standpoint. Um, so that's why we teach the mental game and as much as we do and really how much it comes down to execution, um, once you get to that next level and what, what you need to value in your teaching process from start to finish, um, where again, in junior college, a lot of times it's all right, we need to have a nice velocity jump. We need to be able to land the breaking ball, um, you know, just to, with the goal of getting to that next level, developing the physical skills, so once you start to blend all the, the two together, you know, now, now we're, now we're talking. You, you guys had had some players there though at Delta that, I mean, yeah, with three players of the year in the conference uh, on the pitching staff, when you were there, uh, what did some of those guys teach you uh, maybe about the way you're teaching now? You know, we've all developed as coaches. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, really talented players that came through there. Um, you know, 
Cameron Leeper and, you know, and Robert Gasser, the last couple left-handers there that did some cool things, but um, really the maniacal work ethic that those guys put into it um, among other guys, but they were so clear on their vision of what they wanted to accomplish in the game um, that they didn't really let anything get in their way during those times. Um, and then again, just such different backgrounds where you had to learn how to push guys in different ways, um, very different demographic backgrounds from a lot of players. Um, so those things really helped me connect to players on different levels, but the common thread was, man, I want to be a big leaguer and I'm not going to let anything stop me. Um, and I hadn't been around that very often. So that, that's, that really, really helped shape me. That chip, man. That's mm-hmm. a chip you had, though, as a player, too. A little lefty, crafty lefty that just got dudes out nonstop. <laughs> had to. Had to. What, uh, so now you're, you're coaching dudes like Fam, who yes. outstanding arm there. Um, what has – I mean, USF's just been getting better, honestly. I, I've been watching it grow over the last couple of years. Uh, what is something that maybe you and Coach Giratano are, are implementing with the, the team as a whole, uh, especially on the mindset side? Yeah. So, I mean, coach G, he really teaches three principles, um, confidence, aggressiveness, and relaxation and Mm -hmm. boils it down to those three and that acronym of car. Um, because as players, like we need all three of those things, but sometimes we have, we don't have enough of, or too much of one of those categories, right? We we don't, you know, we're all searching for confidence. You know, when you get to that next level, you're going to, you're going to fail. How do we regain that confidence? Are we playing aggressive enough or sometimes is it overly aggressive to where it becomes reckless and then we need to be relaxed or if, if again, can we be too relaxed or overly relaxed? So when you see guys come through the program, like Alex Pham and Landon Barasa, when they've found that magical combination of the three, it turns Mm -hmm. into self-discipline over time. Um, and they just really master their process, but it's, it's built on those three categories. And then, um, you know, shout out Craig Giannino, um, our player development meetings on Saturdays are, are a huge piece of the program. Um, and this last year we started implementing heads up baseball 2.0 as our main curriculum in that course. Um, so sprinkle that in, obviously one of the greatest, to, to teach that aspect of it, um, in Ken Revisa. So, those all come together. Um, you see Alex Fams and Landon Barasas really thrive. It's it's fun to watch the fact of, and you said something very important there. It's like, hey, when you get to the Division One level and obviously beyond that in, in professional baseball, it all comes down to just those little things and those little ways that you can separate yourself. And a lot of it's really not physical talent. Everybody's working hard. Most people are in the weight room. Yeah. Most people throw pretty hard for the, I guess, for the most part, or hit the ball decently well. I mean, you have really good athletes, right? But then it comes down to what's going on in our mind. And I love the car analogy and seeing from afar of what you guys are doing on those Saturday morning meetings. But when I moved there, because I got to live there for about a year, and it was one of the greatest experiences of my life because of the mm-hmm. diverse culture, because of the energy. I tell my fiance, I'm like, there's something different about city energy. And then you go to the Bay area. And it's like, man, all of a sudden, like I was, my work ethic 
skyrocketed just yeah. due to the energy. And I don't even know why, but you mentioned all the startups and the things that people are doing in the city. Um, you see the Salesforce tower is such a beautiful mm-hmm. place to be. Um, you guys have a brand new field. Oh, well, I guess not brand new, but it's been a few years now since I've been there. So it's, it's a really nice field and it's beautiful, but how do you guys kind of toe the line with your practice plans in implementing the mental training? Cause I know a mm-hmm. big question for a lot of coaches is I want to implement this, but I don't exactly know how or have confidence in my abilities to teach this one. And two, I have so much time that I need to get my, my players on the physical side that I don't know where I can even work this into my practice plan. So what is maybe your best advice on like that quick little snippet of here's how you can implement some of this stuff into your practice plan, your program to help you become more successful mentally for that game. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something we're all working to get better at. I know that's something I'm really trying to improve upon. Um, You know, obviously journaling is, is I think the number one thing that we do um, and we preach, um, you know, so I think, you know, for us, we'll, we'll start our day um, from a pitching staff standpoint, we'll do a little flow session. Um, it's, it's yoga inspired just a little bit more than a static stretch, learning how to connect our breath and our movements together. And then we finish that off with two minutes two minutes of meditation, um, practicing your breath, setting your attentions for the day. Um, offense does that as well. Like on game days, you'll, you'll hear coach Knox call out two minutes. So whatever you're Mm -hmm. doing, you go find your spot and and the watch is running, um, and you get your mind right for the day. So just simply incorporating those simple two minutes a day, I think is an easy, easy cue for coaches to start putting into their routines Um, and again, I think all of us need to be better at it, hold them a little bit more accountable to making sure, are we getting the most out of these two minutes? Um, and then, and then going from there, um, carrying your journals in your bag, um, and then we can go back and reflect. And then we take that into those Saturday mornings with us. Um, so it's a lot of maintenance on the player. Um, but I think from us, it's, it's understanding, how important it is. And we teach it. And, Mm. um, if there is one of those light bulb moments that goes off, Hey, let's go write it down. Um, and then it starts to just kind of organically grow that way. What do you guys, so you guys are journaling. How do you guys set up the journaling? Is it, is it specific or is it kind of more like a free journaling for the guys? Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit of both. Um, the first thing that we do within our journaling is, is try to incorporate structure to your day. Um, and then within there you have blank spots to write. Um, we use, uh, always grind journals as well. Um, so eventually like, just like anything in coaching, I don't think there should be a cookie cutter philosophy to it. Um, we had a player in our program, Ricky Urata, he's working for Amazon in Japan. Um, he was the, one of the most diligent journalers we've ever had. Um, and it, it really catapulted his career as a player. Um, so we actually had him come back and speak to the team last year, specifically on that topic. Um, so guys could see how other people do it. So we like to give some basic outlines, some suggestions, and then, then you got to go from there, man, you, cause you're going to own it. You're going to believe in it. I can't tell you how to do it exactly. Yeah. That, that was the smoothest Ricky Urata flex <laughs> Amazon drop ever right there. That's He's so the man. <laughs> Um, off topic or outside of the field, what, what do you like to do in your free time? I know, I know you're an athlete through and through. I'm sure you had a little bit of golf and yet you still golf. Uh, what do you do off the field? Well, 
as uh, you know, about seven weeks ago, I still golfed, but not so much. <laughs> oh, anymore. Yeah, you're, uh, yeah, you're busy now. <laughs> uh, yeah, no golfing for sure. Um, that was something I picked up probably five or six years ago. So not that long ago, but you know, immediately, immediately got the bug. Um, man, I, I love it. Um, from a competition standpoint, just to be able to get away, challenge yourself, master your own movements and a new craft, um, connect with people. So that, that was a big piece of it. And then, um, love yoga, um, mm. Bikram yoga. Like when I can get that, that 90 minutes to go into that hot studio, that's something that that's a big piece of what I like to do in the free time. I love the yoga on the piece. hot yoga. <laughs> yeah, he loves <laughs> it. I do, man. It's, awesome. it's a love hate for sure. But you yeah. want to talk about getting out of your comfort zone and being able to quiet your minds and, and, you know, not talk yourself out of something, not negotiate. That'll, that'll do it to you right there. Sign up for Bikram. I'll never forget Maddie. I, I, we did a Bikram yoga class. Uh, it was probably about six years ago. I was still in college and my mom was like, I want to start trying yoga. And so we're, we didn't know what Bikram was. And we're like, let's go to this know. Bikram yoga <laughs> class. It's 90 minutes. It won't be that bad. And we walk in, it's like 105. The teacher is just shred city, like just ripped and going through it. And me and my mom have no idea what we're walking into. And 30 minutes in, we had to leave. It was so tough. But getting <laughs> through that and then learning the yoga and really buying into it after that, I was like, man, this has been a game changer, not only when I played, but now for real life. Yeah. I love the yoga piece. But you mentioned something with your players of connecting your movements to your breath. And I think that's so powerful as a teaching tool for athletes to learn that when you're going through your yoga, you're working on your breathing, you're working on those movements and it's helping you slow down a little bit and controlling your body and just that body awareness and the self-awareness that you guys are teaching between the yoga, the meditation, the journaling, this is a recipe for successful lives. And so when these yes. people or these athletes are leaving your program, you're sending them off better than they came in. And that's the true testament to any program out there in the world that's doing it the right way. So I love that piece. Um, how do you get the guys to buy in? to some of the yoga and, and some of the breathing and the journaling, especially too. I mean, these are 18 to 22 year old young men who are like, I've got the city. I've got these distractions. There's millions of people here. The Presidio is awesome, right? I love the Presidio. Um, how do you keep them, I guess, focused on some of these goals that they have for themselves? I mean, it's, you're, you're challenging them every day. Um, it's, it's getting the right people in your program from the start. Mm. Um, it's, it's having guys that have had the courage to maybe go try these because I'm going to challenge guys all the time. Like there's, there's players I'm, I've been pushing on for a couple of years to go get in that hot studio yes. and they just haven't quite done it yet, but they will, you know, it's yeah. just constant, just maintenance on that side of it. But when there's a few guys again, that do have those, that courage to just say, I'm going to try anything to become a better version of myself. And if it works great and you start to see them rise while other guys catch on and that's some of that organic leadership that takes place. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just a little bit of push, a little bit of a few guys doing it. Then over time it'll happen. It's a lot of time. Yeah. A guy's not going to make a change until he's ready to make a change. Yeah. You know? No doubt. It's the same way the hit, hitters tweaking swings. That's especially if they're, they're feeling their own swing, whether they're seeing success or not. Like mm -hmm. that's just a hard thing to work through. So uh, I feel that, but uh, uh, we got a lot of young coaches that are listening to uh, what's your advice. Uh, you've made that leap and kind of seen the full spectrum of, mm -hmm. of divisions. What, what's a, any advice you have for some of those young guys that are getting into it? Man, 
just go out and make as many connections as you can and, and work tirelessly. I know for me, um, you know, I was able to, to coach in the summer times with NorCal and, and you get to learn, you get to meet so many people in that circuit. Um, so I think for one, it's just about coaching your guys hard and preparing them and just be present. Don't worry about getting that division one job. Don't worry about whatever it is, your goal, whatever goal you have, like go ahead and set that, but just focus a little bit on, on getting the guys better and meeting people and the rest of it, it, it'll take care of itself if you go about it the right way. And I mean, that's something we talk about to our, our players all the time. Like the game rewards those who go about it the right way. So it's, I mean, take that service approach to it and you'll see what happens down the line, but there's no, no crystal mm -hmm. ball yet, you know? So believe in what you're doing and, and just go for it. That's so good. I love that. Uh, and just the fact of hey, being in the present moment, as hard as that is, it's so yeah. easy and so hard. It's like you just keep bouncing around the mind, plays tricks it's on hard, you. Sometimes. man. It's hard. Like I was caught in that for a long time. And I, I think that the, the universe will also push you there when you're ready too, if you're going about it the right way. Um, you know, you don't necessarily need to force anything. Just keep being around the right people. I love that. I love that. Um, well, a little off topic, and then we're getting back on yeah. topic is what's your favorite place to eat in the city? Because Ooh. there's some good places that you haven't been to the yeah. city, go there and get some food. Spots. Uh, um, you know, I think original Joe's, there's some sentimental stuff that, that brings me back there. And like, it just kind of embodies San Francisco to me. Um, you know, like one of the first places, you know, coach G and the coaching staff took me and, you know, I had never been there before. Um, so again, it's, that's, that's gotta be it, man. North beach, you can't beat it. It's amazing, man. I, I, it's such a great place to be. It's so beautiful. And it, it's always just like I was saying earlier, it's a good vibe, man. There's so many yeah. people around moving around. Yeah. Um, what's like the, I guess for the the kids coming into your program and for anybody who's getting ready to go to San Francisco, no matter what sport they're playing or, or whatever they do um, for you, like, what are the main, I don't want to say selling points, but when you're talking to an athlete, like, what are you preparing them to be expecting when they get on campus? Because I think a lot of people are like, man, when I'm going to, to college, no matter what level mm -hmm. it's an eye-opener for a lot of young athletes because in high school you just don't have that five six days a week you're not grinding pushing as much as you might at that college level how are you preparing the athletes that are incoming to your program junior college or high school to be prepared when they step on campus have the expectations and kind of setting the foundation early yeah it's it's just constant communication um i think that's where it starts and then you know, we have a lot of our older players reach out to the younger guys. And I, I think the more they can lead and our voices aren't the only ones just like broadcasting to them. I think that's, that's a big piece of it all. Um, so that's, that's again, like we set the standards and expectations and then the, the older guys kind of run with it. Um, and hopefully we're, we're breeding some leadership early on. Um, you know, like I said, for our, our move-in day this weekend's, um, there's all returning guys and now some transfers that will be like points of contact with these in incoming freshmen and their families. So they're starting that process right now and connecting with everybody and all right, what time are you moving in? And, and we all get together and, and help them just settle their things in the dorms. So, um, again, the more we can get the, the unit together through communication, I think that starts to really set the standard. Now, I don't think anything can really prepare you 
for that first fall of your freshman year, Oof. no matter what we say. So for anyone that's listening, just understand, <laughs> like, be a listener. And mm-hmm. when we start out, you know, our, we have a, we have a rookie meeting and it's to lay some of those, those, those ground, that groundwork a little bit, but you know, one of the big messages is just have big ears and a small mouth early on because it's going to go fast. Let's write some things down. We've prepared you as best we can. And now we're going to, we're going to navigate this thing together once we're here. So good. I was so unprepared my first yeah. semester at Nevada. Man. <laughs> Me too. Just completely yeah. over my skis. <laughs> CP got yeah, it. Doesn't, it, I don't think there's really anything that's going to truly prepare you um, no. other than just you hear the information over and over. And then once you experience it, hopefully you can reflect on that and go, okay, this is what they were talking about. And we can make adjustments faster. If you, yeah, if you have small ears and a big mouth early on, it really does, you no know, favors mm-hmm. as, as from the people that I've been around and, and some former teammates, honestly, yeah. that, uh, you know, it just, it, sh- it rears its head pretty early, but yeah, let's, uh, let's close the yearbooks. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. meaning those high school stats don't matter. In college. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I was the player of the year, man. Come on. <laughs> I love it. Well, Hey, this has been awesome. Uh, coach by, uh, I want to give you a, a chance to kind of wrap up with one or two more questions for cap i mean he's a new dad man he's got to go take care of the little ones so uh give him one or two before we jump into one quick game we got a quick game for you before we wrap up i love it uh the the first thing really is just reinforcing what this is all about when i think of the university of san francisco and this has probably been what i guess the last three to five years now is i think of mindset leadership and culture and -hmm. i think of those as pillars and staples in the program i don't think about the specific baseball side but i see the off the field that's taking care of the on the field and there's very mature athletes they grow, they learn, and the character development over those four to five years has to be amazing to see from your end, but from my end, from the outside perspective, I'm a, I'm, I'm an active listener. I'm big eyes, right? I'm big eyes, small ear or big eyes, big ears, small mouth is what I'm looking for, right? I'm listening into everything and I'm just watching you coach G and the whole crew there and how you guys are approaching it. And I think there's no better way. I love the foundation you're building. Um, I guess for you, as you, as you continue to grow on, what are your future plans cap? I, I know I'm assuming maybe a head coach is in there at some point further, further down the road, maybe it's continuing where you're at in this area. Um, but I guess just kind of for your future career path, your growth, what are some of your bigger dreams and aspirations as you continue to develop in your own personal development in your career? I mean, for women, I feel like I just got here. So <laughs> I, I, I'm staying as present as I can. And I'm thankful for, for this opportunity here. And, you know, again, it's, it's opened my eyes to what really matters in coaching. Oof. And I love what we're doing as a program. I think we're going to win a lot of games in addition to, to guys winning off the field once they leave this program. Um, so I think our vision is, is right where it should be. Um, so as to what I want to do in the future, man, I just want to keep getting better here um, and, and keep doing what we're doing because I, I think it's, it's a truly magical place. Very special, man. Very special. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, man, and getting to just hear a little bit more of the inside scoop as far mm-hmm. as what you guys are doing, how you guys approach your day-to-day basis. Um, Coach Ray, let's kick him off with the uh, the questions. Let's go. Yeah, we're going to give you on it or off it. So okay. you're, we're going to rattle off. We're going to go through 10 rapid fire, and you're just going to tell me you're either on it, like you agree, yes, good for it, and give me a quick one sentence as to why or uh, off it, not about it, not my thing. Got it. You ready? All right. Bowling. On it. 
I was on a, a, in a bowling league a few years ago. Love it. <laughs> Dominant. Uh, banning the shift in baseball. Off it. Uh, I think it's, it's okay. There's strategy <laughs> involved. Yeah. That's right. Italian food. Love it. San Francisco. Come on. That's right, baby. Plenty <laughs> of it. Yeah. Uh, Raiders possibly, or when they left Oakland, excuse me. Uh, off it. Yeah. I tough. mean, I'm a Niner. I'm a Niner fan, but come on. That's, that's a tough move right there. <laughs> Keep the A's in Oakland too. You know, yeah. uh, robot umpires. Way off it. Purist. Human element. You got to have it. That's right. Uh, entourage. On it. That's helped shape my life. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Vinny Chase. That's yeah. our guy. Harry Potter. Off it. I'm not a Harry Potter guy. No. Roller coasters. On it. Haven't been on one in a while, but let's go. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> Cryptocurrency. Off it. That's over my head. <laughs> Last one. White Sox winning the World Series this year. Off it. Let's go, Giants, baby. Let's go, baby. <laughs> That's right. And they're rallying, rallying oh. the bay right there. Brazilian SF. KB, man. Biggest pickup in the in the history of all-star pickups. So fired <laughs> up about that. I was in the Bay on Saturday. Had to, had to pop in for a game. Of course, they lost the day I roll in. But, uh, yeah, they're rolling, man. So, hey, yeah. Cap, thank you so much for coming on, dude. It's been so great just chatting up with you. And uh, we're proud of you, man. You've, you've really come a long way. And, and you were a, a leader, a person I looked up to when, when I got to Nevada and, and you, you guided us, me and maybe uh, Brian Suarez might be the only other guy that, that guided me as much. But uh, thank you so much for, and we're proud of where you're at and, and the direction you guys have USF going, man. Thank you. Oh man, I, I appreciate that. And man, it's, I, I can remember you running around the field as a freshman, like you said, <laughs> you were lost, but you found your way quick, man. It was, your career has been great. And AB, what you guys are doing right now, unbelievable stuff man so it's it's great man we're all doing some fun things right now we're, we're chasing our dreams down so keep going oh baby appreciate you cap have a great one man all right thanks guys take care buddy see ya all right we are back uh i hope you guys enjoyed that man again cap new dad uh and, and into the thick Shout of out. it like like seven months or or whatever it is like that's a that is not an easy age and uh he's doing it while entering a fall with a a, a d1 tough program and and first of all take it easy on the boys at usd this year you know what i'm saying like i got love for those guys you know so it's, good luck but you know but anyways uh what'd you think about the interview again just one quick quick wrap uh a great friend of ours man yeah, I love the the confidence piece and just how they they make mental training a staple in their program. I love the the fact of they do a lot of yoga, right? I don't think you yeah. see a lot of programs doing yoga or doing different things like that. But he mentioned something powerful there is connecting your body movements to your breath. And so you're you're learning your body awareness, you're learning how to use your breath through challenging situations, challenging positions and challenging things. And I think just to, to help you slow things down and to really connect with yourself is so powerful. So to me, that's one of the biggest things that stuck out just because I don't see a ton of teams or programs emphasizing yoga, right? Maybe they do some stretching or mobility, but for them, I mean, they're bought in on it. These kids are, they're in it. And then the journaling too, coach said a lot about the journaling and talked about how the self-awareness piece has helped their athletes and getting them to buy in and just continually reinforcing it with them, reminding them of it and, and speaking out of love instead of hate or instead of like forcing it on them, right? They're giving you tools to use to keep them a better person.
person. And that's the coolest part about it. So I took a lot out of this with the self-awareness piece, becoming more self-aware, but that breath, man, connecting your breath to your body movements. Like what a cool concept to help you in anything because when you're playing in whatever you do, you're gonna be, hopefully, hopefully you're breathing during whatever it is, right? I don't wanna be swinging super tense or throwing super tense. That's where those injuries happen. So teaching it in a unique, different style is really, really cool. And I love what they're doing in San Francisco, man. Very, very interesting, outside the box. Yeah, I'm proud of you, Maddie. Uh, pumped for you, and, and we're really excited to watch how you guys do this year. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye out for that fall schedule, maybe pop in for a game uh, and see how you guys are doing. So if you guys ever need anything for us, you know you know where we're at. We'll reach out to you. So uh, anyways, this is going to do it for us again from Champion School. Uh, this is Ray McIntyre once again joined by BZB, Austin Byler, and uh, we will see you next time. Peace. Thank you.